You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 349 of Podcateers. You know, over the course of the last couple of years, we've taken our shot at reimagining sections of Disneyland and California Adventure. This week, we decided to take on our biggest challenge yet and design our own theme parks. It was a difficult yet super fun challenge that I think we all really enjoyed taking on. Plus, in this episode, we have uh, an announcement regarding the future of the podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts on things that we talk about in this episode. You can join the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Podcateers. But the best place to connect with us is on our new Discord server. You'll find the Discord invite link on the blog post for this episode at podcateers.com slash 349. Our podcast's official charity team, Team Boat Willie, will be participating in more events this year to help our community. And the next event that we're participating in is the Chalk Walk to raise money for the Children's Hospital of Orange County. We'll be talking about this a little more in an upcoming episode, but if you want more info on this event and others that we'll be participating in, you can check out TeamBoatWillie.com for more info. It's just like Steamboat Willie, but without the S. So TeamBoatWillie.com. Before we start the episode, we'd like to take a moment to thank a very special group of people known as the FGP Squad, aka our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. Being part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content, and access to our monthly happy hour calls. We're actually on the heels of our last monthly happy hour call, and it's always fun getting together to chat and play games with everyone. If you would like more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And as always, a very, very special thank you goes out to to the FGP squad for their continued support. Um, okay, here we go. It's time to get this episode started. Uh, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you taking the time to hang with us. Here is episode 349 of Podcateers. Rolling. Good. Look at that. <laughs> Look <Yay>. at that. <laughs> it's good. Yes. Yes. It is good. I'm not, you know, sports, but it's good. <laughs> How's it going? Good, good. It's, it's going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just another year of pandemic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I. I think with everything that's been going on and, you know, having received the vaccine, that light at the end of the tunnel for all of this is just getting brighter mm-hmm. and brighter. Um, yeah. I, I do feel like we take, you know, four steps forward and then five steps back at times because mm-hmm. of how people decide they want to maneuver around what's happening. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I want to be positive about this ending soon. I want to be able to meet up with friends and family, hopefully by the summer. Uh, realistically, it's probably going to be in the fall when we can finally do that super safely. But mm-hmm. hey, light at the end of the tunnel, right? That's yep. true. That's true. You know? All right. So... 
This episode uh, is something that we talked about some time ago. As you know, one of our favorite things to do has been armchair imagineering different sections of the park. And in this episode, we decided to take on building a park. So here in California, obviously, we have Disneyland proper and we have California Adventure. But in our heads, we've always wondered, what would a third gate look like for Disneyland? Now, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know if I speak for either of you, but, you know, using the roller coaster tycoon methods that I tend to use sometimes, a lot of my ideas may not be practical, but damn it, I like them. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have a lot of that uh, throughout this episode because we are definitely in blue sky territory with this discussion. You know, the idea of coming up with an entirely new park is, you know, it's kind of next level from what we've done in the past. And, and Melissa and I were chatting before this and it's it's kind of cool because we don't have to worry about stepping on any toes and, and like mm -hmm. removing things or tearing things down or or changing beloved things. Uh, this is like a blank slate. And so I think yeah. because of that, you know, we are we're going to come with some big ideas here and some of them may just be purely in the realm of dreams, but that's fine. That's what we love. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if you decided to build all new attractions or if you based your ideas on simply the the land uh, of how this mm -hmm. new park will be structured but uh, originally I just thought of attractions and I know that in mm -hmm. conversations we were texting back and forth um, I didn't know if we were going to approach this the way that we did the Haunted Mansion episode where we all just kind of took turns you know imagineering as we went through but like you said mm -hmm. right now th there's nothing for us to change like this is a brand new thing for us so yeah uh I, I went back and i tried my best to cluster things in sections that i would like to see i also tried to go back to some of the other episodes that we've done and i pulled some of the ideas that i really liked and i thought okay this idea would would not like really wouldn't work at Disneyland because there's just no space, right? It, they were right. big ideas mm -hmm. that we threw out. And so I decided to pull some of those into this episode because I just think if we're on a blank slate, why not go big, right? So yep. oh, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. try to call out the ones from the episodes that I pulled. That way, if you're new to the podcast and you haven't had an opportunity to listen to the Armchair Imagineering episodes, uh, you can actually head over to podcateers.com and up in the menu section, there is a menu set for all of the Armchair Imagineering episodes. So you can go there, listen to all of them. And I'll point out the ideas for which one they were. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about this episode. Totally. Totally, right. yeah. <laughs> so how do we want to start this? Because, I mean, are, are we just going to, one at a time, just go through our ideas list? Because... I mean, what other way is there to do it, right? We don't have a set land like plan or layout that we're right. working with. What I did was I, I pretend, you know, if I were to be walking into a park, how, what would I expect or what would I like to see? So I'm kind of like just imagining how it would look like. I don't have really like rides, but it's more like, atmosphere mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's always like key for me so 
I kind of went that route. So it's like closing your eyes and just walking through. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I okay. did. Yeah, I mean, mine is probably similar, but probably halfway between the way you and Hazen approached it. Um, I definitely did um, bring back some of my favorite armchair imagineering ideas um, to incorporate them or or even expand on them um, since Mm -hmm. I've got more room to work. Um, But basically, I was kind of thinking after I thought about it for a while, you know, after some of our our chats uh, leading up to this, I kind of think we should each give at least an overview of what our park is and and maybe what the major lands are and kind of give an idea of it. Um, And then we can kind of, uh, once we're done, like riff on more specific ideas, like, well, how would this ride actually work in this land or or whatever is going on? Um, And that way we can kind of each present our our overview uh, pitch for this new park and then kind of see where we land. And I think at the end, we'll probably end up with a, a mix and match version of, you know, a podcateers team park, you know, at the end. Yeah. Okay. That I, I like that idea. So if we breaking it up into sections, are you saying that we just give you the primary section and we don't talk attractions until, I mean, I would say like, okay, like here's my park. This is, this is what I'm going to call my park. If you have a name for your park, um, oh, here I are do. the major lands and then like list the <laughs> lands and say like, okay, in this land, I definitely want to ride based on this. And, you know, and then this next land I've got, uh, I've got a specific idea for a restaurant and another ride here and, you know, just kind of give a, an outline of what to expect and then maybe describe, you know, what the, the look and feel of the land is or what the story is, you know, what the essence of it is. And, you know, just kind of paint the picture of your park. And then, you know, afterwards we can like dive back into specific attractions or spots that we really put more time in developing in that we can describe in more detail. All right. I want to go last. (laughs) Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I want to go last. That means he's cramming and still working on his project. Oh, you know what? Then I will go first, mister. <laughs> Look. No, I, you can go last. I don't care. You, do you want me to show you my, my document? Sure. I'll show you up. my document. Okay. Oh, but how am I going to prevent from you reading all of this? Yeah, don't show it. Don't show it. That'll spoil it. Okay. okay. I want to be surprised. All right. Okay, anyway. okay. All right. I so believe who wants you, to go first? you've done the For work. Real. Uh, I don't care. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'm kind of scared to go first. Okay. I'm not gonna. Lie. I'll go first. <laughs> okay, I, I'm fine. I'll, I'll leave it off. All right. All right. <laughs> That's cool. So, did you guys talk? Uh, like, have an idea of where the park is going? Are you assuming like Angel Stadium? Or are you yes. like assuming like some <laughs> magical new plot they were able to buy right next door or what? No, I just land. That was it. Just yeah. space. That's it. Me yeah. too, kind of. I, I didn't really pick a particular lot, so I didn't base it on a like a shape of a property or anything. You know, yeah. like California Adventure, a lot of its design was based on the shape of that piece of property that they had, you know. Um, but so on my park, I kind of basically designed it in the same general park structure as Disneyland and the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Um, and all the Disneyland style parks really, because it's, they happened upon genius on their first time out, you know, just that layout, that hub and spoke layout, I think 
why mess with perfection? So I've kind of designed my park on that same template. And so that's how um, you can picture like a bird's eye view of my park. It's going to have a, a main entrance land leading to a hub and spoking off from that hub are all of the various lands and you can enter them through each other or through the hub, whichever way you want. OK, so my park I'm calling Disney Dreamland Park. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I felt like that was enough of a different name, but also kind of in keeping with their naming, you know, kind of traditions. Um, so uh, my park is um, going to be freaking huge. So just <laughs> that's just, it's just going to be big. It's going to have to be big for all that I want to do. Uh, but kind of the, the major features that are different in this park as compared to a Disneyland style park is in the center is going to be a giant hub um, that's going to be very park like, but it's also going to serve as the main parade route. Um, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Um, but in the center, I'm not going to have a castle. I'm going to have an absolutely colossal Mickey. And like think <laughs> spaceship earth sized Mickey. Oh, wow. Like colossal okay. Mickey. Right. So <laughs> you can see it from any of the regional freeways. You can look out and see Mickey from miles and miles away. Right. Uh, just <laughs> huge. Epic Mickey. Right. Um, so mm -hmm. he's going to be the centerpiece of this. And it's, you know, kind of like he's the, the central creative catalyst for the Disney company. And to me, it's just fitting to have him be the icon of this park. Um, so let me talk you through the lands really quickly. Um, basically, I've designed it a lot like Magic Kingdom in that there's going to be a substructure underneath so that, um, you know, you've got all the utilidor kind of functionality. Um, and that center hub is, like I said before, is going to be the parade route. So all the parade vehicles will be stored underground and they will come up into the hub from a ramp and do a huge circular tour around this giant new hub that I've got and then sink back into the ground. So, you know, this central park area will be able to hold a ton of people and they can watch the parade and as it goes around. And what's cool about having it go in a circle is that depending on where you are, you'll be able to kind of see it from two different sides, you know? Nice. Um, so that's that's kind of how I'm doing uh, parades in this park is kind of keeping them centralized and not bisecting the entire park. Um, and you guys know well and good how I feel about the fact that the parades kind of cut you off to certain things while they're going, and it's, it's a logistical problem. Um, <laughs> so... The entrance to my park, um, you know, we've seen lots of different um, Main Street, Buena Vista Street kind of things. Uh, in keeping with that, I'm going with a slightly different tack. Uh, I'm taking it out of the Midwest and out of the West Coast and I'm moving it straight to the East Coast. And we're going to enter on New York Avenue. And nice. New York Avenue is going to be a, a kind of a... Not super old, but not you know, like contemporary New York, um, uh, kind of an area where we're going to really be able to kind of celebrate the Disney properties that happened like from like the 1850s to like the 1940s, uh, you know, with things like the Newsies and um, 
you know, things like the Rhapsody in Blue segment from Fantasia 2000 and things like that um, to really kind of get a cool New York-y vibe um, in this nice. area. And it's also going to allow for some taller structures uh, as you go down the main avenue to kind of hide things from the neighboring lands. Um, so that's going to be the, the entrance land is New York Avenue. Um, I'm going to go around from there uh, clockwise. Okay. So we will be moving to the left, um, where in Disneyland it's Adventureland. Uh, but in my park, it's going to be Zootopia. And so you're going to round the corner of New York Avenue and be in another city. And it's going to be the city of Zootopia. Uh, but this is going to be a, a large land that has different segments based on a few of the districts in the film. Uh, definitely want to have a little Rodentia area with lots of little mini things, like maybe a little boat ride like the canal, Storybook Land canal boats through little Rodentia would be cool. Um, and then I'm also going to have the canal district and the rainforest district for a big e-ticket uh, boat style ride uh, that goes through that area. Um, so lots of water um, and lots of um, uh, that kind of thing in this Zootopia area. Uh, moving further around the wheel, uh, the next land that this is going to bleed into is going to be uh, Lion King themed, and I'm calling it the Pride Land. Nice. And so you're going to segue into the Serengeti, and obviously the big um, key structure in this area is going to be Pride Rock itself. Um, I'm going to have a Hakuna Matata jungle area with a, another uh, boat ride. Uh, I'm going to have an elephant graveyard with a roller coaster type thrill ride. And um, definitely in this area, I kind of want to have um, uh, a lot of the kind of kiddie rides uh, for the youngsters and have, you know, like in and around Pride Rock is going to be kind of a, um, a Redwood Creek challenge kind of area, like explorer area where kids can climb on rocks and like do like caves like they do on Tom Sawyer's Island and things like that nice. and like all over Pride Rock so they'll kind of get that whole experience um, so that's um, what that land is and then that the Serengeti is going to bleed into the desert and we're going to have Agrabah as nice. the next land nice. so we're going to have a whole Aladdin themed area uh, you're going to have the Agrabah market you're going to have the palace which is going to be a fancy sit down restaurant um, you're going to be able to visit the Genie's Oasis. And then you'll also have the Cave of Wonders, which is going to be like this e-ticket kind of Indiana Jones style uh, <laughs> ride where you're probably on carpets and there's some sort of, you know, invisible track. So you feel like you're suspended or floating through this ride. Um, totally awesome. Totally filled with treasure and adventure and awesomeness. And so then you're going to transition around the hub to like the the top of the hub where currently Fantasyland is in Disneyland, right? Um, except imagine this wedge of the pie being much wider uh, because the mega attraction land in this park that is going to be the main draw is going to be the grid. We're going to have oh, an entire <laughs> Tron complex. And I want it to be big because... It's going to be like after the sun goes down, this is where everyone's going to want to be. It's going to be kind of like uh, the Pandora Avatar land in Animal Kingdom, where after dark is when it's most popular. And so since it's going to draw all of the crowds to it at night, I wanted it to be a little bigger. 
Um, also because I wanted to have some pretty expansive e-ticket attractions. Most notably, I want a light cycle attraction that's that's not necessarily a coaster, but something you know similar to that, but where you're actually racing on the grid. And so you're, you're covering a lot of area. So that's kind of the big idea there. But this is the first land where I'm really recycling some of the ideas that I came up with in a previous armchair Imagineering uh, episode where I uh, created Flynn's user gateway. So all of those concepts are going to be applied here, but on a grander scale, because this is going to be much bigger than just a section of Tomorrowland. Um, obviously, we're going to have the end of the line club, which is like a fancy, awesome sit down restaurant, kind of like Carthay Circle, but in the future or in the computer world that this is set in. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. I liked mm -hmm. your idea of Flynn's user gateway so much that it makes an appearance in one of my lands. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. It was one of my favorite uh, times that we did armchair yeah. Imagineering for sure. Um, okay. So, you know, the, the, the grid land is going to be the one land in this whole um, park that doesn't kind of blend or like easy transition into the neighboring lands so there's going to be some sort of a berm around this land of some sort you know if you're on the Agrabah side there's probably going to be some like mountains and sand dunes that block the grid from your view and on this on the neighboring land on the other side there will be things that um, kind of impede that view because it doesn't really blend one to the other like all of the other lands yeah. do it's going to be its own thing um, but that's fine. I kind of want it to stand alone anyway. So moving around, there's two more lands. I've got seven <laughs> lands total. Um, the next land is something that I've talked about ad nauseum on this show as well. And that is we are finally going to have Halloween Town. It's going to have its own land. Uh, we're going to have all nice. of the iconic structures from the film, you know, around the town center. We're going to definitely have Jack's house. We're going to have Dr. Finkelstein's lab, which is going to be another cool restaurant where there's going to be all kinds of weird, creepy food. Um, and then I want to have a dark ride in Oogie's hideout that is just going to be a black light fluorescent colored bonanza of awesome and I just I want that to happen so bad nice uh, from <laughs> you and I both <laughs> yeah from Halloween Town uh, you know kind of the forest of Halloween Town is going to blend into uh, another forested land um, called Merry Old England and in this land, I'm also definitely reusing some things from before. Um, the, the segment of this land that is closest to the hub is going to be Cherry Tree Lane uh, with all of the Mary Poppins magic. And I definitely want to have a Jolly Holiday attraction. In my concept on our previous Imagineering episode, I had this as a VR experience. But I would really love to expand on that and make it a physical dark ride where you get to board a carousel horse and take off through this cartoon land. I'm kind of picturing it a little bit like the technology that they're using in uh, Mickey's Runaway Railway. Yeah. With the two and a half D. Yeah. You know, so like you feel like you're in a cartoon. Um, so cool. that's kind of what I would do there. I'm going to have a great mouse detective attraction in this land. 
Um, it's going to be called Escape Big Ben, and it's going to be set around that climactic scene where they're all in the gears of Big Ben, and he's trying to escape Radigan, and uh, it's going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, and then we're also going to represent um, 101 Dalmatians in this segment, and then the the wooded area that is kind of the transition area between Halloween Town and this English uh, land is going to be the Hundred Acre Wood. Um, because I, I never, I don't really feel like Pooh has ever been given his due. Mm, <laughs> we need to give yeah. Pooh the due. Uh, you know, I, I really want a fully themed hundred acre wood, you know, with all of those beloved characters and, and maybe, um, elevate, a, a Winnie the Pooh attraction to what I would say is the same level as like an Alice in Wonderland or a Peter Pan, you know, really, really good. Uh, I think, there are parts of the Winnie the Pooh attractions that are pretty good, but I don't feel like they're on the same level as some of their best dark rides. And I would really love to kind of reinvent that um, attraction in a grander, more beautiful, more fully baked way. Um, so then uh, Merry Old England transitions back to New York Avenue. And there's one last major feature of this park that I want to discuss. Um, I'm not doing a train around the exterior borders of this park. No, I'm not. How dare you? But I am doing a subway. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'll tell you why. Nice. Uh, because I didn't want um, the, the train to uh, ruin or throw off the theme of any land that it was going through, right? So a steam engine wouldn't make a whole lot of sense going through Agrabah or through the grid, you know? So I didn't really want to have to worry about that idea. And I also wanted this this uh, ride to be an attraction with things to look at. So I'm making it subterranean. So you're going to have a subway stop in New York Avenue and you're going to go down and get on the subway. It's going to be totally cool. Uh, and this thing is going to snake around through the park and you'll have exits. You know, it's going to stop in each land, but it's not going to expose itself to each land. You know, you'll pop up out of a, a stairwell into the land, you know, and that stairwell will be themed. So it's not going to break that illusion right for the from yeah. the outside. But in every single land is a brand new, fully animated diorama with all kinds of magic that you're going to see along the way. So if you do the full circle tour, you'll get all these great stories told along the way. So there's seven lands and seven uh, diorama stories that I want to create. So they are in and I haven't figured out all like the exact order that I would put them in. But these are the ones that I would love to do. We're going to do Hades in the Underworld. Sweet. Uh, we're going to do nice. uh, more Tron. We're going to do the grid 1.0 and 1.2. So it's going to be like a transition from, you know, original Tron to Tron Legacy. And you're just going to see this sci-fi eye candy wonderland in front of you. Uh, we're going to go under the sea with Pinocchio, Jiminy Cricket and Monstro. Cool. So uh, an awesome like underwater uh, Pinocchio scene. Uh, I want to do uh, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. And we're going to visit the Land of the Dead from Coco. And nice. we're going to do 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And then probably transition that right into Atlantis. 
So nice. picture what we have in the dioramas now with like the Grand Canyon and the, the whole prehistoric primeval world on that scale, but with even more contemporary technology like full animatronics with animated plussing around it with effects, you know, maybe even 3D effects, like just really immersive. So it looks like you're diving into these big showpiece kind of scenes. So you can ride it around as an attraction and get as much entertainment as you would out of any e-ticket attraction. I that's, <laughs> love it. That's Dreamland Park. Dreamland. Nice, dude. I, I'm man. I dig those dioramas so hard right now. <laughs> uh, I yeah. yeah. I came up with the idea, and then I thought of well, what would we do down there? And I thought, well, let's just do big, amazing dioramas because what we have in the dioramas now, even though you know the bulk of them were created what sixty years ago now. Uh, they're still amazing. You know, they've gone in and yeah. they've plus them with some animated effects and some lighting, which adds to them. But just there's something magical about that simple idea of a diorama and riding through one is just it's it's awesome. So do you envision the I'm diorama being on both sides or a single side the way that it is now? Um, I think. I think we could go either way. And I think it would depend on how we configure the train. You know, what? one of the things I like about the Disneyland train is that the seats face toward the inside of the park so that you're, you're kind of controlling what people are looking at, you know. And mm -hmm. it makes sense if we're doing dioramas to have everybody facing the same way. But it also does make sense like if you're sitting on this side of the train one time and the other side of the train another time and you're looking out a different side of the train you might see different things so there is something to that too to add to the rideability of something like that uh, if there's variety on both sides so i could go either way you know i i like the idea of all of the chairs facing to the side because you have a, a less obstructed view i think uh whereas if you're all facing forward and you're trying to look to the right and look to the left and there's you know people craning their necks all over and, and it's hard to see around them I don't, I don't know if that would impede on what i would try to present you know what i mean yeah 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 i, I get where you're coming from on that one i could definitely go either way though i i think there's merits to both ideas yeah i just i just dig the idea of having these dioramas all the way through because I mean, I don't know about you, but there's certain sections of that train that, you know, darkness and inhaling smoke. I mean, you know, who doesn't <laughs> like that? <laughs> yep. Fun. Indeed. There are certain parts of the Disneyland train specifically where you're kind of seeing backside unfinished yeah. kind of meh areas. We're looking at you, Tomorrowland. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> and, you know, I, I wish there was a little more to it. You know, it's it's really great going through that section from Critter Country to um, Fantasyland where you go through uh, Frontierland right now. Yeah. It, it's it's really cool what they did with the waterfalls and with the new animatronics, uh, with the Native American village that's there. Really neat stuff. Um, and, and But that and the diorama are really the only parts of that that i would call an attraction yeah. but they put up a big sign that says agri future and one of the autopia Ugh. cars 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's, laughs> there, yeah, that is one of the kind of, I don't want to say embarrassing, but less impressive parts of yeah, Disneyland, for it's sure. One of the lesser yeah. themed areas of the park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've always yeah. felt like that. There's a huge section, you know, on that kind of north end of Autopia, the whole Fantasia Gardens area, that it just seems like there's not a whole lot of thought going on there. It's just, it's just kind of area. Yeah. And I think that I wish it could be used for something. Yeah, better. I think there was a lot more thought when they had the little motorboats and they started doing like mm-hmm. the... Uh, was it the Chippendale boats? Um, uh, gummy, gummy bears. Uh, yeah, it, it was. They it was when Disney afternoon was really popular. Mm-hmm. They had the little motor boats and stuff, and yeah. I think after it was just difficult to maintain, and with some of the issues they had with the boats, they just said, you know what, it's easier to not do anything with this. And then yeah. as new parks and new attractions started spawning, then yeah, I, I can see how it was forgotten, but. You know, we've talked about that area in previous armchair episodes. There's so much potential, you know, for that section. And it's just, it's kind of just rotting away, you know, and that's the sad part of it. Yeah. So I do hope that they end up doing something with that. They're always looking for space and that's a huge chunk of space that they can use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right on. Sweet, man. I love it. I love the ideas. I love your format. Thanks. Uh, we had some similarities, some similarities in our parks, and uh, yeah. Same. When I finally get to my <laughs> ideas, you're gonna be like, "Wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mel. Yeah. And just your turn. Yeah. After Kevin, I'm like, oh man, because that was good. <laughs> I mean, I was. It, it took. It just took me away for a moment, just listening to everything and just being excited, because you know, new park. It, it was awesome. But yeah, we have um, we have a lot of similar ideas, which is awesome. Nice. <laughs> Not the first time, so. <laughs> um, so my land, I do not have a name, and it's I cannot figure it out. So that I will definitely need help with. Um, I have a different approach, but it's similar at the same time, and I based. I mean, I'm inspired by Disneyland, Disneyland of course. So. Basically, everything is based on villains. Ooh. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's so there's it's just so hard to see them and enjoy it and just the little things. So, I've been wanting to just walk in to a park that'll be villains, but it'll also give you scary at the same time with some bits. Mhm. And it's, we have that crowd. We have that crowd, you know, bad state. Um, God's, I mean, you, you name it. It's, they're all there. So I was like, you know what? Let's make a park for ourselves. And <laughs> let's just do that. I love it. <laughs> um, so when you're walking in, it's going to be covered. And what best way to walk in? If it's covered and you're going through the underworld, 
that's gonna set you there like you're already there so cool yes you're dead yes so we're, we're gonna go through this <laughs> and so you have like um i was thinking back where hercules is walking towards hades and you know you have the you have the the sea of the dead mm -hmm. and you have like the caves and whatnot like that's if I were to see Main Street, that would be it. Nice. Like you would just see caves, and you just see like you hear like, um, can I? I cannot think of something right now, but let's just say we see some of the monsters from Hercules, mm -hmm. from the underworld, nice. and you just hear you know inklings of them as you're walking up, and as you walk up, and yes, there's a hub, there's no castle, and what you see in the middle, this is going to be the opposite of the partner statue. And instead of Mickey, you are going to see a statue. Actually, yeah, a statue of, let's, let's say this. Think of Tree of Life. Oh. And you know how they have all the animals? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would like to see something with all the villains. But the prominent Ooh. ones are going to be facing outward. So they're going to kind of lead you to the different lands Ooh, that are there. Oh, I like that. I haven't decided who, but of course, Maleficent is going to be one of them. Mm -hmm, for sure. I'm thinking her. Let's do Facilier, you know, so you get that. Yeah. So you would say like Maleficent's facing one way. You're going to go towards a forest. And in that forest, you're going to get like everything you've, you've seen in forests. For instance, I really want to see a labyrinth of Snow White's forest Ooh. with those trees and the gators. And you got to go through it. Nice. That would be fun. That's always scared me in that attraction. <laughs> <laughs> so I figure, you know what? Why not? And it's kid friendly too. So ooh, check. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, I know I'm going, I said I have puzzle pieces but they don't all connect but i'm gonna try my best to like guide everyone so in the forest of course there's that and then um i kind of wanted to transition to different elements so we're talking earth earth wind fire water and so if we were to start forest start forest and it kind of goes into bayou Okay. And then Bayou, you would have Facilier and whatnot. And then after that, it'll lead you to Ursula. So we're in the water. Nice. And you're going to go into her grotto. You're going to see those little things as she like transforms all the mer people and everything. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring this back because I loved Ursula's grotto over in DCA, but, you know, it's gone. So bring it back. Put a little bit more, make it look dirty and grimy and do that. You know, that's what I would love to see. Nice. Then, so you're going to continue. There's water and you keep going. You're going to come out of water on back to land. And I would love to see Peru represented. Let's bring Yzma and Kronk. Nice. And I would love to see a lounge that they would make all your potion drinks. And the <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, looking, just thinking about this lounge, it would be so pretty with the color palette of like the purples, the black, the blues, the pinks. 
and then have it glowing. You would have your potion and spinach puffs, whatever. <laughs> 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 so that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so after Peru, I took an old idea that I've had and I was like, I want to see this happen. We're going to Mexico and we're going to go party with Ernesto de la Cruz. Yes. That's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. You have to have dance. You've got to have entertainment. This was the first thing I thought of and something like that. Just a little, you know, fun. Okay. So as we go there, we're going to walk towards fire. Fire was a little difficult because I'm like trying to think, okay, yeah, there, there's, there's fire, but I don't want red fire. I want green. And I just want like, yes. <laughs> I thought of <laughs> all the things that come with the green fire. I'm thinking dragon, um, hyenas. I'm thinking like mm -hmm. all sorts of different things. And then to come back, I would like to come back to the land of the dead or Latin land of the dead, excuse me, um, back to the underworld <laughs> because I want to see pain and panics, roller coaster, of craziness <laughs> nice. and i'm thinking nice. colors i'm thinking having them like go like twin roller coasters racing down and it's like chaos and glowing Love and it. how beautiful would that be at night i mean i just i think the villain's color palette would be so awesome um and then of course after that i kind of want oogie to have a home so it's like Come on. <laughs> After yeah. the Underworld, let's just bring in everything that we wanted for Nightmare and stuff. Mm -hmm. So all of that, put it in there. Um, the only thing, I don't know where to put this. <laughs> it's totally random. But I didn't get a chance to share this on the Haunted Mansion um, armchair we were doing. I would love to see a Haunted, Man Haunted Mansion themed restroom with purple toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> nice. I would never use it. I take my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in a way, it's just like really cutesy and it'll, stuff. It'll but be like the sporks in uh, um, Star Wars <laughs> land. They'll be gone first day and you'll never see them right? again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but imagine going to a restroom like that where it's like, unfortunately, it's going to be dim lit, but you have that and you could hear ghosts mm -hmm. i think it'd be pretty rad so i mean i i think i was trying to pull like all the different things i could think of mm -hmm. that are villains and just put it in one spot just that's it just give me all of that i didn't get a chance to think about parades or um things like that but in general i just wanted pretty much just overall how do I say this? Like the lands you would be able to just freely go through, but they all connect at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, I have no clue what to name this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it, tricky. It's so hard. It's funny because as you were going through this, two things immediately came to mind as you were talking about this. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I've thought about for years after playing the game. In Epic Mickey and in <laughs> Epic Mickey 2, there is a bizarro version of Disneyland called the Wastelands or the Cartoon Wastelands. And it's dark, it's evil, and the whole premise is you have to repaint everything. You have to make it happy and Disney again, right? So 
as you uh-huh. were talking about this, I'm like, this is the live version of the wasteland. This is amazing. <laughs> so that <laughs> came to perfect. my mind. And then the other thing that came to mind is, I know you say you didn't think about shows or parades or anything, but this is the perfect place to create the Isle of the Lost from Descendants. You can have a Descendants yeah. show and you have all of the, the villains. Uh, there you go. Isle of the Lost. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> I really, I really dig your overall concept because like visually, artistically, I can, I can really picture it and it's got this great, I can picture this great consistent color palette throughout, you know, where there will be differentiation along the way, but mm-hmm. you're going to have lots of similar tones throughout. And I feel like these lands all play together really well and blend one into another really well. So I feel like it'll be a really, really unified feeling park, you know, um, it probably more so than any other park, Disney park that's out there. So I really, really dig the idea. I, I had one thought sprang to mind when you talked about Emperor's New Groove and you got to have a cronk coaster where, you know, yeah. it's, it's that whole, why do we even have that lever joke? And they just go on that mad dash down to her lair or whatever. Agreed. That would be amazing. That's funny. Agreed. <clears throat> yeah. I, I have to agree with you on the consistency. I love the elemental feature of everything too, how you kind of mm-hmm. go through each of the elements as you like go through the park. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man so good I, I there's a couple other things i really like too I, I do like your entrance idea being uh in like an interior of the underworld and it being covered because it's much more in it, that to me is much more about like telling the story and setting the mood than mm-hmm. providing an avenue of shops of souvenirs you know yeah. where I, I think main street does a good balance of both but you know it it, it is what it is this your idea it's purely serving the purpose of putting you in the space the mental space of oh the villains own this world and we're yeah. in their world now <laughs> and i i really dig that i also really dig your statue concept for the hub you know i i was uh, many years ago i was concepting a new hub um a new park with a hub and i had thought of a similar idea with um, you know, more heroic characters uh, and, nice. you know, kind of pointing you in the direction of each land. So I totally, I absolutely understand that wow. concept. And I think it's a really cool one. And I just think that's amazing, like to have just a mega statue with every single villain and lots of little Easter eggs and hidden things. And like, you could just go around it and look at it for hours just trying to find all of the villains and references that are in it but then you've Mm -hmm. got your big iconic ones like pointing the way to their land you know like casting a spell or like gesturing with a big staff or whatever is their you know accessory of choice like i see jafar with his snake staff like reaching out you know and pointing you towards you know some crazy land I, i i love it i think that would be a really fun park and i feel like the other thing that i i can kind of picture about your park or at least the 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 feeling i got from it is very much like the you know the things that we see crop up in the fall with the haunted houses and with the haunted mazes and you know with haunted experiences i feel like this park will be filled with experiences and maybe more so than even attractions you know i love the idea of that 
uh, sleeping or Snow White uh, labyrinth uh, through the forest. Um, I could see several other of those villains and their properties lending themselves to walk through labyrinth style or maze style experiences. And I think that would be a year round delight. I, I think it'd be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, the, the great thing about having like the centerpiece as your villains tree and like what Gavin was saying, if you added the additional statues of the villains and stuff like that pointing to their lands, you kind of have a mm-hmm. built in show, kind of like the castle light show that they have. You know, once once it mm. gets dark at the park, you can have the smoke coming up. You can, you know, hear um, Night on Witch Mountain playing in the background. You can hear all of the villains, you know, casting their spells and stuff like, you know, so you kind of have this built in show right in the center of I your park. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Yep. It could be kind of that. like when Oogie Boogie kicks off at DCA yes. for the Halloween yes. time. You know, you hear his voice and the lights come on and like you like lightning crashes. And oh, yeah, it could be awesome every single night. Like and that. you can. I hope Disney is and listening. You can even, <laughs> <laughs> and you can even get it to start from the opening like where you enter the park where Hades is the one doing like kicking the whole thing off. And just everything on the sides lights up with blue fire and it scrolls all the way down and then it surrounds the hub and then the tree goes up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. All of it. I love it. Sign off. I got kind of tingly. Do it again. So uh, I'm realizing something here. Um, We're not actually armchair imagineering a third park. What we're doing is we're armchair armchair imagineering a third park a fourth park and a fifth park so you know what I think uh, i'm right. excited to hear what hazen's got in store as well oh <laughs> man all right well look my park is the several trillion dollar park <laughs> <laughs> because right. oh man Whew. okay so here we go uh, as we talked about at the very beginning, uh, I didn't think about, you know, let's take over Angel Stadium or anything like that. Uh, I know that a long time ago we talked about what would a park look like in Australia or what would a park look like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't mm-hmm. restrict it to that because, uh, you know, you, you just click and add whatever you need in the game. So that's what I'm working on. And I'm using the infinite money cheat code. So, bam, here we go. Sweet. So my experience uh, actually starts at the parking structure because, damn it, you need to park your car, right? Yep, the of car, course. Right? <laughs> the car actually, one of the things I hate about going into the parking structures is the fact that after an entire day of walking around, I still got to walk to my car, okay? Mm-hmm. So in my parking <laughs> yeah. structure, I've designed it as kind of like a car vending machine where you basically are dropped off at where you're going to board your little shuttle pods and you uh, scan your phone or your magic band or whatever technology we happen to be using and it tells you your vehicle will be in section blah 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 spot blah 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 and then you see it go up on a conveyor little uh, elevator and it kind of just goes off into its little section and then you don't have to worry about it When you're leaving the park later, you scan it as you're boarding the pod to go back to 
the parking structure and the car knows oh they're coming back let me start queuing up the vehicle so that it's there once they arrive and so that way you never have to walk back to your vehicle the vehicle comes to you (laughs) nice yeah you're already at a trillion dollars right right there right (laughs) so there you go so like i said i'm working with the infinite money cheat code here Amazing. So, I dig it. The reason I said pod is because I know we have trams right now, but my park is actually going to be surrounded by a huge body of water, a moat, so to speak. So, your shuttle okay. slash pod is going to shoot you across this body of water to Disney's Island of Illusion. Ooh. Very, Ooh. very. I was inspired by watching Jurassic Park, basically. Okay, okay. Uh, so the lands that I created, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, I, I didn't put them in any specific order, but I was trying to think of how they would blend together. And there's really only two that I specifically want next to each other, and I'll get into that once I get there. But uh, the reason my eyes lit up when you were talking about not having a Main Street, but having a New York, is because that's actually what I was going to start as my Main Street. Because in the original concept of my park, I also didn't have a castle. However, I decided to have one instead. So the centerpiece of my park will be the Castle of Illusions. Right now, Enchanted Storybook Castle at Shanghai uh, is the tallest castle at 197 feet, Castle of Illusions mm-hmm. will be 200 feet. Take that, Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> take that. <laughs> uh, instead of having a Walt and Mickey statue as part of the hub, I want Mickey and Oswald together because oh. I think Oswald okay. is so much a part of the Disney story. And I know that there's sections and these subsets of people that – kind of know that you know the the whole story oh it all started with mouse but it really started with a rabbit you know and like i want to acknowledge oswald a lot more than he currently is acknowledged in the parks right now so uh i want oswald there uh the the castle itself uh where fantasyland would sit in disneyland proper Uh, In episode 257, where we armchair imagineered Fantasyland, I came up Mm -hmm. with this castle courtyard idea where there's an underground attraction that goes through each of the different stories. Cinderella, Snow White, Mm -hmm. Moana, uh, Frozen. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to all of our armchair imagineering episodes. We had some awesome ideas all the way through the series. But this entire courtyard, since we don't have to move anything, it would just all be built, right? So it's an underground attraction. We have the castle walls on the sides. We can build a little village and everything. Uh, Behind that, though, the idea is that it would be a larger version of the storybook canal boats. So instead of being in a boat looking at miniatures of all these little stories... You actually get to walk into each of these stories. So you have your Agrabah, nice. you have your Mount Olympus, you have a, a smaller version of Arendelle. Mm. You know, so all these stories are represented above ground, even though you have the dark right underneath that kind of takes you on adventures for each one. But each section mm-hmm. would have restaurants themed to each princess or each different story. It would have shops that are themed to each individual one. So 
just a larger version of Storybook Canal. Nice. Uh, I would also like a section I'm pulling from the Critter Country Armchair Imagineering episodes because I really want a forest meet and greet with Pete and uh, like an invisible Elliot that somehow we we make Ooh, appear yeah. in the forest once you, you call, you know, for Elliot, yes. once you meet Pete. So I would love to see like that story represented. Now, would you do original Pete or new? No, Pete? original. I mean, Pete. Original Elliot or new? No, Elliot? original. Okay, okay. I would go original. Okay, sweet. Uh, I would also because we have this little town set up. I would have a train, but it wouldn't go around the entire park. It would only go around this small storybook canal live version that we have, and it would be mm-hmm. a Casey Junior scale version of the Disneyland Railroad trains. So you would have like the E.P. Ripley and stuff like that, but you're writing around just Mm -hmm. this section of what I'm calling, not fantasy land, I'm calling it the storybook courtyard. Okay. Um, Okay. So the next section of my park is a section that I want to call Port Pixar. Port Pixar, I want you to imagine as Epcot's world showcase, but with lands from the Pixar universe. It's pretty much so a better version of Pixar. Exactly. It was what I would have wanted Pixar Pier to be. Right. So as you go Mm -hmm. around Port Pixar, you can walk into this huge land. And I mean, like Cars Land scale version of Santa Cecilia. And you would have the bridge show that we talked about with Mama Imelda. And, you know, I give you my blessing. And then the marigolds turn on once the sun goes down. And there's, you know, you hear Miguel's guitar and everything lights up in the city. And it just turns to the city of the dead at night. Because why wouldn't it with all of that light? Right? Yeah. Uh, if you right. keep going around the port, you end up in Monstropolis. And so you can, yes. you know, interact with different sized monsters. You get to meet, you know, Mike and Sully. You get to meet Boo. You interact with Randall. Uh, you might, you know, end up with a 2319 and the CDC coming over and spraying you <laughs> with like a, with their vacuum. <laughs> uh, it's like a squirt gun basically, but they're kind of spraying you with mist because, you know, you have a sock. So they're trying to make sure that everything is cool. If you keep walking through Port Pixar, you end up in Metroville. And you see the Incredibles fighting all of the droids that they're fighting inside of the film. Keep walking around. And I kind of want to bring back an old favorite. You end up in Ant Island, also known as Bugs Land at California Adventure. Wow. Uh, They need to make it like Ant Island, though. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like Bugs Land was, you know, very small and it was, you know, just specific for the land. Like I want it to be Mm -hmm. Ant Island. Yes. Keep walking through and you end up in San Francisco. So you have uh, their version of the Lucky Cat Cafe. You get to interact with Baymax. Uh, You see Baymax flying across the sky at night with Hero, kind of like you do Tinkerbell and Dumbo as part of the fireworks shows. But the one difference is that in San Francisco, for the first time ever, we get to see Baymax as his dragon form, which we haven't seen in the films up to now. Gotcha. Only in the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
keep walking around and you see a mini version of Radiator Springs. I'm imagining this one is kind of the subset that you drive down before you actually get to Radiator Springs with a tiny little theater for Mater's Tales. And you just see Mater oh, tell cool. you all of his stories, you know, and all of the adventures that him and his best friend, Lightning McQueen, always go on. I like it. <laughs> keep walking through and you end up in a small section of New York. But not just general New York, you end up in a cutesy animated version of New York with sets based on Seoul. There's going to be different restaurants with actual New York style pizza. I know people from Chicago are be like, nice. our pizza's better. I don't care. I like Chicago style pizza. But you need authentic New York <laughs> style pizza and you need a larger restaurant slash jazz club based on the half note. That way you have live jazz yes. playing and you could just sit down and relax, have yourself a drink, enjoy some music, maybe grab some appetizers or something. I think it'll be awesome. Totally. Yeah. Keep walking a little further and you end up in New Mushroomton. Yes. Ooh. And you have this entire <laughs> section for the characters of Onward. Because there yes. you'll be able to meet the characters. You'll be able to see Guinevere in person, sit in oh, Guinevere, yes. rev it up a little bit. You know, I think it's a really cool <laughs> addition and a way to round out the section I'm calling Port Pixar. Dig it. Uh, can I interject real of quick? Of course. Because people will probably comment on it. Um, Big Hero 6 was not Pixar. I know. Look, I'm, I don't care. It, it fits. I mean, it works. I know. I love it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't take away Severin Sokio. <laughs> I know it's Disney animation. Look, there's a lot of things in there that probably don't belong, and I wanted to sneak it in just because I like it so damn much. But umbrella. I just know you'll get that, that internet person that's like, actually, uh, yeah. that's not Pixar. <laughs> well, if anybody does that, I'm putting it in there anyway. I don't care. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but who's to maybe say call we're going to Maybe wrong. call it pixel port because it's all CG animated stuff. Ooh. Hmm. We'll get an there. Idea. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack you or no, derail but you. I, but Keep I like going. it, though. Uh, okay, so the next section of my park is Muppet Land. Oh. In Muppet Land, uh, I want to uh, have a Muppets on stage theater show. And it'll be a variety show with the exact same stage that they had on the original Muppet show. But I mm -hmm. wanted to mix in elements from Muppets Now because I think Muppets Now has a lot of potential. I just think the execution is weird because old fans of the Muppets want to see the old Muppets, which is why people are so excited that it's you know coming to Disney+. And new fans of the Muppets are like, cool, you know? So <laughs> mm -hmm. I want this Muppets on stage show to have the element of like, hey, guys, we're getting ready to live stream now, you know, get on stage, blah, blah, blah. But then each show brings you uh, a different Disney film acted out by the Muppets. So maybe oh, one nice. day that you go see it, the Muppets are acting out Aladdin. Maybe another day they're acting out Lion King. Another day, Beauty and the Beast. And so they have all of these different stage shows that they're putting on for this live stream of the Muppet show. Uh, the other thing is I want to start bringing in old and new artists and have these cameos of these artists inside of the vignettes or as just musical acts the same way that the Muppet Show used to be. So it'll just be this huge, beautiful theater to resemble the old Muppet Show stage. 
I love it. For the kids, yeah. we're going to have some Muppet Babies Live, very similar to the Disney Junior Stage Show that they have at California Adventure. But it's all Muppet Babies based with cameos from their pals from Disney Junior. Nice. Aww. Another attraction that I want in this section, I'm calling the Great Muppet Ride. And it's a take yes. on the great movie oh. ride that used to exist uh, at Hollywood mm. Studios. Uh, I love it. I want this version of this attraction to have some Jungle Cruise-like elements to it where the person that's giving you the tour is very much like a Jungle Cruise skipper and they're kind of playing into the part. But there's also an interactive portion to it. So as you you kind of play along with the story whenever there's a pivotal scene from one of the Muppet movies. So the entire attraction is scenes from the different Muppet movies that we know. So Muppets mm -hmm. Take Manhattan, the regular Muppets movie, uh, Muppet Treasure Island, like you name it. Like they're all represented inside of the great Muppet ride. Nice. Is the skipper or the skipper equivalent in this, is that going to be a Muppet? So I thought about making it Walter. And having Walter okay. kind of Ooh. lead you through the films because Walter's so brand new that this is almost like him bragging about the education that he received from Kermit and talking about all these adventures that were told to him as stories that now he's sharing okay. with all of us. I like it. So I like it. Um, but then I thought it might be cooler if you have like a live person there because they could put their own twist on it like they do on the Jungle Cruise, which is why I thought mm -hmm. that skipper element might be a little better. So it's okay. a set uh, a set script, but, you know, each skipper makes it their own, and I figured they could do the same thing yeah. here. And it fits Got because it. the Muppets are so zany that I feel it would fit that mold really well. Got it. The next section of my park, very simply put in two words, Gravity Falls. Yes. I was waiting. There's a ton of trees. Yes. There's a, I want there to be some kind of transition similar to the way that we see Critter Country blend into Galaxy's Edge. But as that's happening, I just want to see the big old welcome to Gravity Fall sign. And I just yep. want to walk in, start hearing the music <laughs> in the background, start seeing the giant footprints on the ground and seeing all these like occult-looking things everywhere and um, right smack in the middle. I want a full-size mystery shack that's an actual gift shop. And there's like yep. a tiny restaurant in the back. There's little benches and everything all around it so you can sit outside in the woods and have some lunch or something. And uh, the, the highlight of this area would be Gavin's idea from the Armchair Imagineering episode for Toontown, oh, episode nice. 253, The Weird Levator. Yes. I think the weird Levator <laughs> is just such an awesome concept that it has to be done. It's a reverse tower of terror. Okay. Yeah. And it's got to be here. It's got to be a part of Gravity Falls. So that would it. round nice. out the small section of Gravity Falls. Uh, just like you, the next section, since we have so many trees, again, two words, Halloween Town. Yes. You got to have yeah. Halloween Town. We've talked about it <laughs> yeah. so much for so many episodes. And every time we talk about the mansion, <laughs> it would be a crime for me not to include it as part of my park. Plus, yeah, I, I like agree. the concepts that you both have come up with for Halloween Town. And I mean, I'm sold. I just want to have it as a part <laughs> of it. So Sweet. The next section of my park is an area called Earth 616. 
Now, if that doesn't sound familiar to you, that is essentially what our timeline and our Earth is called in the Marvel Universe. Oh. So in this I section, <laughs> we will have uh, almost full-scale Avengers Tower. There will be a main street, Broadway, or whatever the street is that Avengers Tower is located on. But because there's so many trees from Gravity Falls and everything else, and these lines are so massive, you won't be able to see Avengers Tower from anywhere else. It's going to be really, nice. really secluded. So we're going to have Avengers Tower. There's going to be, of course, a shawarma restaurant because you can't not have <laughs> mm -hmm. shawarma. And then there's going to be a mystic <laughs> art store where Doctor Strange has a bunch of stuff for sale. And you can learn magic like you do at the Main Street Magic Shop. But you're doing it in the mystic art store, you know, from Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. How awesome is that? I like it. Um, one of the e-ticket attractions in this park will be something called Avengers Time Jump. And Avengers Time Jump is uh, an attraction where Doctor Strange has recruited you to jump through time to retrieve one of the Infinity Stones. Now, the way that I want to structure this attraction is I want it to be fully random, where your co-pilot, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, is your co-pilot. So at any point, Rocket, Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Groot... Any one of them could become your co-pilot, similar to how C-3PO and uh, R2-D2 are your co-pilots on Star Tours. Um, and then the stone itself that you are seeking is also random. So you can get nice. a ton of different possibilities as far as who interacts with your crew and what you're going after. So it's 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 an awesome nice. random adventure almost every time unless I you're me it. you'll probably get the exact same sequence like 300 <laughs> times in a row <laughs> <laughs> um so this one i want it to be similar to smuggler's run with the exception of i actually want you to be able to interact with the mission so smuggler's run uh, when you're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, you have six people that are supposedly doing things to interact with the ship and somehow allowing you to complete this mission. But if you don't do anything on the Falcon, it just goes through the entire attraction. It still does mm -hmm. everything it's supposed to. It just crashes a few more times. And depending on how bad you are, it, it might actually do better. Uh, but you still, I mean, you still go through the attraction without it really, you know, causing any type of repercussions that you didn't do anything in this attraction, there will be repercussions if you don't do something. So if everyone is supposed to be pulling on a lever as you are leaving, and that's going to make the ship fly, if one person or more isn't doing it, red lights will start popping up for that person if there's somebody in the seat telling them, hey, you got to do this. And if not, your ship just goes on a different mission that has nothing to do with the, the stone that you're searching for. And it ends sooner than other people's ride does. <laughs> Ooh, so there will be difficulty <laughs> levels and you will be forced to <laughs> nice. do stuff in order to score more points and get the, the stone that you're going after. Is that a little mean? Maybe. But, you know, it's also fun. 
So yeah, I can see some yeah. people shying away from it because of that, and some people being mean when some other guest ruins their experience. You know. Yeah. So I thought about I would be that afraid as well. Of that, but I like I like the concept. So I thought about that yeah. as well, and I figured that if somebody's on your crew that isn't a part of your crew and they may hinder the experience for you, maybe the cast members that are controlling it can handicap one of the seats so that it doesn't count towards the attraction points. Or maybe you have Mm. a child that doesn't necessarily know what they're doing and they may not control it properly. The cast Mm -hmm. member can say, okay, well, only five of the seats are going to be active. Like the lights and everything will go on, but their control won't do anything. So it's literally Uh, a live action video game is what you're going to be playing. Gotcha. Um, Mm. The other, uh, another show that I want in this park will be a part of Earth 616, and that is the X Institute. And this is my take on Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. So I want this nice. to be in a giant 300-degree theater called Cerebro. And it's going to be very similar to the Jedi Training Academy, where children are encouraged to come up and mm. have their abilities blossom on stage as they're being taught how to control their mutant abilities and so it starts with a message from (laughs) professor x and one of his advanced students like i don't know cyclops or somebody else comes out and he starts teaching the kids how to unleash their abilities and there's all sorts of effects in the theater and they have these things that they wheel out it's like okay there's that vase of flowers concentrate your power and see if you can make it levitate and the kid concentrates really hard and that vase begins to levitate in front of everyone in the crowd so nice i imagine this again to be very similar to the jedi training academy but with a lot more smoke and mirrors to make the kids feel like oh my god i'm an x-men now (laughs) and then of course at the end the teacher says you know because you haven't mastered your abilities yet they will only work inside of Cerebro. So if you try that, when you get home, it may not function until you get full control of your powers. And that way, if kids go home and they're like, but the guy said I had the ability, <laughs> they're not crying to their kids because the parents can be like, but remember, he said it would only work in Cerebro. And they, you know, boom, wash your hands of that. Yep. Why? Because I've go. dealt with nice. my kids doing the same thing. So I had to install a fail safe for that one. <laughs> uh the final section of my park is uh, very similar to what we currently call Tomorrowland. But as you know, there's a lot of problems with something called Tomorrowland because it's technically Yesterland in most cases, and that angers a lot of people. So considering that a lot of Disney's future is currently in the digital space, I'm calling this section the Disney Plus Pavilion. And in this section, I'm basically taking the tomorrow out of Tomorrowland. I want to have in the center a lush garden with a reimagined Fantasia Sorcerer Mickey fountain that we talked about from DCA. I think I posted that on my Instagram account recently with a little mini Mm -hmm. water and light show similar to World of Color, but that's central to that little Fantasia Gardens like section of the Disney Plus Pavilion. Uh, I'm bringing back Flynn's Arcade. And the reason I'm bringing back (laughs) Flynn's Arcade is because, yes, I also want a Tron coaster of some sort in this. And the Enter the Grid uh, poster, the Enter the Grid coaster 
would be at the forefront of what I would want as a, a Tron attraction in this area. Nice. I would also have a Wally escape from the Axiom attraction, which I've talked about Excellent. before. Uh, because mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. I just love that film, and two, it would be awesome to have the damn Axiom inside of a Disney park. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for the first time ever, except for Halloween time, because they've actually been there for Halloween, we would have an attraction based on Kingdom Hearts. You would actually wield nice. a Keyblade and you would go around different sections from the game and help Sora succeed through a dark ride. Nice. I would also have the Mickey and the Roadster Racers attraction that I talked about in the Mickey's Toontown Armchair Imagineering episode. Now, I talked about how this would be very similar to Mario Kart in live action. I'm very well aware that Universal heard my idea and they were like, you know, we should do Mario Kart for Mario Kart and we should put it in this like (laughs) Super Nintendo world that we're building. And I was like, Mm -hmm. cool, bro. Thanks. Where's my check? And they were like, it's Mario. You don't get a check. Stick to Disney, bro. And I was like, all right, whatever. And (laughs) I I still think that something like this would work instead of having like an Autopia style attraction because you could still – you know, you're virtually tossing out dole whips and pretzels to attack your other racers and it's just a it. giant Mickey version of Mario Kart and I think that would be awesome. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. I'm all about that one. <laughs> uh and then they, and by the way, this is gonna be the biggest attraction filled section of the park because there were just so many that we liked. Because I also want Mel's idea from episode two hundred forty one. I want a Meet the Robinson style attraction inside yeah. of this area. I don't know exactly how I would scale your idea, but I know that it has to be there in some form or another because Meet the Robinsons is a property that just is grossly misrepresented in the parks. Totally. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then uh, the main, main attraction for this area uh, is an idea that I wanted to physically walk around Disneyland proper to do this but I really think that if we could do a walk in Walt's footsteps with a virtual Walt Disney walking you through the park telling you the Mm -hmm. story ending up at the hub standing there with Mickey and you're in some kind of void style technology where you're wearing VR goggles and you're kind of walking through the park or you're on a 4D attraction where they're kind of flying you through the parks and the orange groves and everything. Uh, I think this would be the place to do it because if we can't do yeah. it at Disneyland proper, the Disney Plus Pavilion should have it. So yeah. yep. that uh, is Disney's Island of Illusion. I super dig it. And yes, trillions of dollars, but worth every penny. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know that Disney brass is like, what is he saying? How dare he spend all our money? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I I think it's funny that we both had a a New York entrance. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that anybody would have also had New York on, on the entryway. Well, it's funny because I... so. When I started concepting out this park, I really concentrated on the Avengers. Like, I really, really want a full-blown Avengers theme park. But Mm -hmm. a full-blown Avengers theme park 
may not work because it's too niche and you need to have a variety of other Disney properties Mm -hmm. in order for it to be any types of profitable. And with all the trillions of dollars that I'm spending, like we got to make up some of that money back, you know? Yeah. And so originally (laughs) I thought, well, maybe you're walking down New York and instead of a castle, you see Avengers Tower. And at the top, you see the Iron Man suits just kind of like rocketing and flying around Avengers Tower. Nice. And I thought that's cool, but it's it's not Disney enough, right? Like it has to be more Disney centric, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where building the Castle of Illusions and beating Shanghai's you know castle height and everything started to come into play. Uh, and then mm-hmm. from there, uh, I knew that I wanted New York represented, which is why I still want Avengers Tower in Earth six one six. But then the 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 other thing that I ran into was like I want new york in there because of soul like it's it's so great to have that you know in like Mm -hmm. uh, in in this park that i wanted that jazz music and i wanted soul represented somehow and i thought okay i guess i'm gonna have to split it up because i thought well what if we have the half note in this version of new york that leads to avengers tower like it's new york like why wouldn't it be there but then i thought Mm -hmm. people are gonna complain that i'm starting to mix these other worlds together like if you're mixing the the pixar universes and in some cases like disney animation like how i added big hero 6 into port pixar that's one thing Mm -hmm. but once you start like bringing in soul into the mcu people are going to start to really have problems with that like it's more forgivable to bring baymax to see sully and mike right so right yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i dude as soon as you said i'm starting off with new york i was like hey i was going there too <laughs> <laughs> amazing that's, that's awesome. really cool uh so the the water that's around your park um like is it gonna i'm trying to picture what this is really like are you are you getting on a boat to get across to your park is that how you're, you're getting on a little shuttle pod Okay, yeah. and and what is a shuttle pod, Hazen? Uh, think of the gyrosphere from Jurassic Park, but a little more oblongy so that it fits more people, and it's just kind okay. of like it basically a contained boat is what it is. Okay, and it's so shooting like you across an the water. So like amphibious vehicle, yeah, that'll go on land and water. Yep. Okay, it's just shooting you That's... across the water so oh, that you can get cool. onto. I mean, it's got to be an island. I can't call it Disney's Island of Illusion if it's not an island. No, I get it. I get it. I, I was just trying to picture like how much area we're talking here. Um, oh, massive! And, uh, I'm taking up the state of Arizona. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I think it's great because you know, I uh, Mel and I have both been to the Magic Kingdom in Florida, and there is something cool about taking that boat across to the Magic yeah. Kingdom because it's, it's such different. an epic approach, you know, and you can see it way off in the distance, and it it, it is cool. So I, I like having that experience brought. Uh, to the Disneyland Resort as well. I think that's neat. Nice. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any other ideas that you want to present for for your parks or for anybody else's park before we wrap up this episode? I want to go to everyone's park, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I really feel like we um, we more than doubled the size of the Disneyland resort because it went from two parks to five and five (laughs) massive parks at that. Uh, So basically Anaheim is just one large amusement park at this point. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> which is super impressive. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. I do think it's interesting based on um, the things that you both like um, that neither of you really focused an area on a nighttime spectacular or uh, like a major parade route or anything like that. Um, my little hub centric parade route is just a bone I threw to the people that likes parades. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even care if it has a parade or not, but I thought if I don't put a parade in here, they're going to, you know, they're going to let me hear about it. But uh, I thought it was interesting. I had come up with some ideas, you know, and we've talked about some of these ideas in previous armchair Imagineerings where I would just carve out like a big wedge of the park that's just designated for some sort of big nighttime spectacular a la Fantasmic or the fireworks shows or whatever. So you could kind of contain the crowds into one area that doesn't affect the other areas. Yeah. But I just got going on so many land concepts that it just kind of edited that out automatically. Um, I think it's interesting that they feel like every one of their parks has to have some sort of big show and or parade in it like all the time. And they don't have I don't know. Maybe Hollywood Studios in Florida doesn't have any big thing like that. I don't know. But I feel like every park of theirs has something. And. I just think that's interesting. Um, and so with mine, I'd be fine with it not even having the parade. Like, I don't I don't need those things in every single park. I understand their value. And, you know, I haven't an, enjoyed a parade from time to time and a fireworks show from time to time. But I don't I don't need that as part of my park experience. So I thought it was interesting that you guys didn't make um, sections specifically for that kind of thing. No, I I know this is not Disney, but um, Universal is very unique when they come when it comes to parades. It's really not a parade. It's more like they're walking along a, with like the a trolley. March. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's very oh, like very the, different. Almost like, their like the Disneyland birthday thing where they just bring out like the a characters. cavalcade. Yeah, cavalcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cavalcade. Hmm. So it for me, it's like. If we have, this is a third gate. If there's two, already two parks with parades, I think we're going to be fine without one. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> sweet. Yeah, it's funny. I I didn't even consider that. Um, it, it is funny because uh, as much as I love seeing Pink the Night and as much as I would be a fan of them bringing Dreamlights uh, to a Disney park here in Anaheim, uh, I, I don't know. It just wasn't at the forefront of, my mind as I was going through these sections. Like I was more concerned mm-hmm. with how am I even going to structure this for it to even blend into each other? And mm-hmm. yeah. it's funny because yeah. as I was creating the, like the spoke concept, so to speak from the hub to where each of these lands was going to go, the park just kept getting m- more massive every time I came up with something <laughs> new because I thought, well, if I want a full blown, <laughs> this that's like cars land then times that by five and i mean you have the world showcase at epcot and then that's an entire park on its own so it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and ultimately it allowed me the space to hide some of the things that i wanted to like the avengers tower or the castle from these other lands because it was so massive 
And in the entire time, the only the only time that I ever thought about adding some kind of nighttime show uh, or or anything of that sort was uh, for where the Tron coaster would be and where Flynn's arcade would be. I wanted Electronica to come back and just like make it a nice. subset of like the night, like, you know, scene mm-hmm. right there where you can still have drinks and everything. But for everything else, I don't know. I just, it, it, I, I don't know why I didn't think about that. You're right. It is kind of funny. Yeah. But now that, that we're talking about it, bring dream lights to my park. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> 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 I also think it's really interesting because uh, many times on the podcast, we have also, I don't know if I'd say lamented, but we've, we've definitely noted the fact that new attractions are always IP based now. And like the classics of like big thunder mountain and pirates of the Caribbean and the haunted mansion, these things that were not based on a a movie that they had already created were these wonderful, magical things. And I don't think any of us came up with a single concept for these parks that weren't IP based. Um, (laughs) But I, I think it speaks to the fact that they've got so many great stories that they've created that they can celebrate and, and tell in new, new and fun ways in these parks that there's plenty to work with and they kind of nailed all the iconic genres already with Disneyland. It's hard to come up with something better than what they did with Adventureland and Frontierland. I mean, you just, you can't beat it. Yeah. No, it's true. Yep. Ah, oh, man. I, I, you're, you're right, Mal. I just want to go to everybody's park now. <laughs> I'm feeling yeah, it. I want to try that car vending machine. Right. Yeah. I mean, look, it would save space. <laughs> it would save time. Oh. It would yeah. make yep. getting into your vehicle so much easier. I mean, Disney, give it a shot. Especially, yeah, after a full day, you don't want to. That's walk what I'm back. saying. That was smart. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to wrap up this armchair Imagineering episode. Uh, I think it's been uh, quite a ride, you know, armchair Imagineering, all these sections of the park. Hey, exactly. Hey, all right. (laughs) Uh, You know, armchair Imagineering, different sections of the park. uh, It's hard for me to imagine what I would want to see at other parks, right? Like armchair Imagineering, Disneyland and California Adventures, one thing, because I've been to those parks and I'm familiar with them. Mm -hmm. I know where... You know, some of the bottlenecks are what I would change, how what would make me happy. And I know you feel the same way, too. The only difference is you've been to Walt Disney World. So you have a little more park experience than I do. But none of us Mm -hmm. have ever been to any of the other parks overseas. So armchair Imagineering, those parks would be difficult because we've never experienced them. And hopefully one day we can revisit armchair Imagineering, but with different parks because I think it would just be super cool to get an opportunity to do that. But, oh, heck yeah. you know, taking all these ideas and, you know, creating a third park. I mean, now I have to figure out a way to make this happen. I have to do like this whole pitch and make drawings and, you know, <laughs> build out the park that, you know, we're going to sit over the lost weekend for I guess we're gonna have to call it Pocketeers <laughs> Park. I don't know. We'll just take all of our good ideas and just make it one <laughs> massive park. park. Yeah. So Gavin, <laughs> get some coffee ready, man. We're gonna just all lose right, a, a big weekend. Piece of paper. Yep. 
and then I'll roll it up and take it on the train to New York to try to get funding for it. Nice. And in 50 years, it'll be at a D23 Expo, and people will be like, oh, my gosh, there Don't it is. flash your camera at it. No, no flash. <laughs> I remember that. All right. Well, uh, before we end the episode, uh, we have uh, an announcement that we'd like to make. Uh, Gavin, take it away, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah, I just wanted to uh, take a couple minutes to um, make an announcement um, and also to say thanks. Um, so the, the announcement is basically um, I will be retiring my podcasting microphone um, and uh, will not be a regular host of the Podcateers anymore. Um, and, uh, really it's basically due to some very exciting, um, things that I'm working on this year and, um, uh, can't wait to announce what all those things are. Um, uh, but I really wanted to say thank you to, um, uh, the both of you, um, as my podcasters family, you guys have been amazing, incredible hosts to work with. I have had nothing but absolute sheer fun and joy uh, podcasting with you guys, especially on episodes like this where we just get to be creative and silly and play out our Disney fantasies with each other and, you know, just geek out about all the things that we love. Uh, It's been an absolute blast. Uh, And I also want to thank the just the Podcateers family at large, all of our listeners especially our fairy godparents and, you know, the, the cool people that come hang out with us on our little um, hangout group sessions that we have for those people. Um, the, the, the family of fans and followers and listeners that this show has attracted has been so positive and so great. Um, it's just, it's awesome. And I will definitely still be hanging out during those events and maintaining, uh, you know, the relationships that I've built through this podcast and, you know, my relationship to it. Um, I do hope to be able to pop on now and again. Um, but once I make some announcements in the coming months, it'll kind of become a little more clear why I am having to, uh, hang up my official microphone for podcasting. But, uh, yes, um, in the near future, you will, you will sadly cease to hear these dulcet tones of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, there's so many things that I want to say to you, and uh, I, I don't want to do it now. You know, you've, you've been such a huge part of the podcast, and, you know, you've made such a difference uh, for the podcast, and you're always going to be welcome here. You're part of the Podcasters family. And uh, I think, you know, I want to do a goodbye episode, you know, and I don't want to call it goodbye because, uh, I mean, in reality, (laughs) you know, we're still going to talk. We're still, you know, going to be friends and you're still going to be a part of my life. I'm going to be part of your life, just not recording on a weekly basis the way that we have been. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, we're planning this, you know, see you later, Gavin episode. And we're going to be highlighting some of uh, Gavin's favorite moments. We're going to be playing some uh, audio clips from other episodes. And I'm calling it kind of a mega episode because there's, (laughs) I mean, once we play all of the clips, 
the clips alone, you know, add up to a whole bunch of time, not including how much I like to blab. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll probably release the episode very soon. We're going to be recording that soon. And then uh, I'll probably release two versions of it. The release version will have just smaller clips or shorter clips, you know, for for full release. And then for the FGP squad, we'll release the entire mega episode with the full clips you know, oh, that nice. we talk about nice that way in case they want to hear everything, it'll, it'll be available to them. So yeah, again, so many things I want to say to you, but <laughs> just n- not, not yet, not yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I can't wait to walk down memory lane, uh, on, you know, that episode because there are so many great moments on the show and, you know, moments we've had in the parks and, you know, during various meetups and events that we've done together. Um, but I, just as a spoiler, like, I will never forget the very first time all three of us recorded together at Tengaro Terrace at the Disneyland Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time I had ever even met Melissa. And, yeah, uh, you know, we recorded an episode together. We had a great conversation and... I w- it just got me so excited about, you know, what we were at the time still kind of hesitantly planning as kind of, you know, the the chapter that, that we would step into on in Podcateer's mm-hmm. history. And uh, I mean, uh, like they say, the rest was history. Yeah, uh, it's just been a, yep. a fun, seamless, you know, awesome experience ever since then. Yeah. Well, we'll be taking that trip down memory lane very, very soon. Uh, if you have any messages for Gavin, please reach out. If you want to record a voice memo and send it so that we can include it as part of the podcast, we'll be happy to do that. Reach out to me or reach out to the Podcateers on Instagram, on the Discord server, uh, or on Facebook, and we'll be happy to tell you how you can send those over to us, and we'll put them in, in the next episode that we do for Gavin. So that's it. Uh, I'm excited for you. You know, I'm excited for the changes that are coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm going to miss you that you're not going to be here every week. But, <laughs> you know, it's OK. You know, we've talked about this before and I'll talk about it in the next episode again that, you know, podcasting is a revolving door. You know, I, I see it a lot like the parks and I see it as the Imagineers that build the parks and the Imagineers leave and they occasionally come back to do consulting or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. Tony Baxter's there retired. What? How many times? And he keeps coming back from that, right? <laughs> so it's the same thing. Right. <laughs> you know, right. anybody that's ever taken the time to help out on the podcast, I've always appreciated so much. And yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk Appreciate more about it. that in the next episode, but I'm going to start crying. So, you know, I'm just going to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up this Armchair Imagineering episode. If you have any thoughts on anything that we talked about, any of our ideas, join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or on the Discord server. If you haven't joined us on Discord, make sure that you head over to podcateers.com. You'll see the invite there or in the blog post for this episode. Uh, It's a small community that we've started building there, but man, it's so fun. Uh, I love talking to all of the people that have become uh, uh, members of the Discord server, and I can't wait till we have an opportunity to just hang out with everyone again in person once we're able to safely go back to the parks. Definitely. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember, 
to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Major look.